Hello, you're listening to A Little Bit of Python, episode 14. You can send us feedback, comments, or suggestions on the email address all at bitofpython.com, and you can find us on the web at bitofpython.com. You're listening to A Little Bit of Python with Michael Ford. I'm sitting down in the sprint halls in, after PyCon 2010 in Atlanta. One of the great advantages of coming to PyCon is you get to meet some of the very famous figures in the in the Python community and some very clever programmers. And one of these characters who I, I've met a few times at various PyCons and Europythons now is Christian Tismer. Now, Christian Tismer has been in the Python community a lot longer than I have um, and has achieved an enormous amount. Amongst other things, he's the creator of Stackless and in recent years has been working on um, a new version of Psycho the um, specialising compiler for speeding up CPython. I'm very lucky to be able to talk to him. Hello, Christian. Hello, Michael. Yeah, it has uh, been uh, quite a while uh, in the Python community. Uh, I think it started in 1997, and uh, at that time I had no idea what to contribute, so I contribute a website called The Starship. That's on the, the python.org uh, website, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, python.net. Uh, it's now more a ghost ship, so uh, <laughs> it was a good thing for people to, to uh, try things out and play around, but there are so many other sites which fulfill this role so that it has uh, lost its uh, purpose. Uh, I'm still maintaining it, but uh, it's much more worth man to, to maintain my uh, first project, which is uh, Stackless Python, which came in 1998, influenced by Sam Rushing, uh, who told me something about continuations and uh, complicated things, and I thought I wanted to do that. And uh, so the continuations Python. are the sort of thing that make ordinary programmers' heads spin around wildly before they fall off, right? <laughs> yeah, and they are actually not uh, the best idea if you uh, want to influence a language like like Python, you should go for a simpler construct, and the, 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 I did that later on, and uh, tossed the continuations as basic concept, right. and went to something like um, coroutines. Right, right. So Stackless is still uh, quite widely used, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, used much more than, than I'm aware of. Uh, uh, one thing I know very well is uh, CCP games who have been uh, using it f from the beginning and have influenced it very much and they are still uh, using it and uh, built a huge website for the, for the EVE online game. Right. I, I, I think I saw uh, in a presentation that they very recently, they, they nearly got to 60,000 concurrent users. Yeah, it's incredible. And it's all, it's all Python on their servers with stackless Python. Yeah, and uh, uh, it's uh, made possible to have so many uh, concurrent users because uh, the technology is based upon stackless, which can have very many uh, open channels at the same time, which are all run in a single thread. So Stackless is about uh, doing um, uh, multi-parallelism uh, uh, within the same process without fail. Right, right. I supported Stackless for quite a while. Uh, then uh, over the time, uh, the so support was taken over by the CCP people and, and other volunteers, and I moved on to the PyPad project, which is about writing Python in itself. And it's uh, We've heard a lot about PyPy at... Uh, so uh, I don't need to. 2010. Well, no, no. I'm very, very interested in how you got involved and what, what you think of the project. Well, we had it, had the idea. Uh, uh, we were about three people, and 
2003 and started that, that ambitious project and tried to get specialists into it and we got them and we started it and we got fundam, f funding from the European Union and uh, the project went well till 2006. Then we esti estimated it should be creating uh, revenues, which was not true because uh, good things take a, a much longer time. Right, right. I still believe in the project. I left it uh, not on my own behalf, but I was spoiled by money. Uh, offered me money to continue Armin Rigo's Psycho project. Right, now, now Psycho is a, a C extension that you can import and it adds a, a specializing compiler, a kind of JIT, to see Python and, and, and accelerates it, right? Absolutely. So in a sense, uh, uh, I realized later that uh, uh, Psycho is uh, a mini PyPy, or better to say PyPy is the super-duper large uh, version of Armin's new, new toy that replaces Psycho. <laughs> so part of um, Armin's motivation for being involved in PyPy was because Psycho was so hard to maintain. And, and he wanted something that could achieve the same goals, but um, was a bit easier to maintain. Yeah. But because uh, but, but, uh, there was a lot Psycho certainly didn't do and, and doesn't do, there, there's st still no 64-bit support, and, and it didn't support a lot of constructs of, um, of newer versions of Python. Um, and that's where you came in, right? Uh, yeah, we, uh, I was supposed to uh, solve certain problems like supporting generators, and we were thinking of 64-bit, which is pretty hard to do because uh, the structure of Psycho is uh, not really suited for that because uh, Psycho is inherently 32-bit. Uh, right. So at, at, at every place it knows implicitly that everything is 30-bit, 32-bit, and uh, changing that means to rewrite re half, half of the code and to make it aware of uh, word sizes. So that's a harder problem. Uh, very easy to do probably for uh, PyPy. People uh, estimate something like a month for doing that. And right. uh, for Psycho, I think it's three months or half a year. I don't know. When, when you started this, where you started on Psycho version two, uh, and you got—I mean, you, you were successfully added support for generators and, and various other features in Python. Yes, uh, I made some progress. I worked actually two years on uh, full time on that because uh, there was a company that w really wanted to have Psycho uh, accelerating the financial software. This has ended by the end of last last year and uh, I was a bit without orientation, but now suddenly it happened uh, that uh, CCPN uh, digged in again. Uh, CCP is go uh, uh, wants me to do a prototype of combining stackless with Psycho. So that would be the best of both worlds. <laughs> yeah, they need uh, the stackless behavior, and they are uh, tempted by uh, getting a code five times faster because that would mean probably to have five times less servers. Right, right. And uh, I guess being a game, they have a fair amount of numerical calculations, which is the the sort of thing that Psycho is very good at speeding up. Yes, they have a lot of uh, calculations. Also, there's very much simply written in in, uh, in Python and uh, getting rid of the interpreter overhead uh, pays off uh, uh, very well. So I, I hope to uh, make a prototype during the sprint so they can see it works and then they give me a contract and we right, work together. Right. I mean, you did a lot of work on um, Psycho version 2, and there's a public repository, but I understand you, since then you have done more, and there is 
there is new code available that we haven't seen yet. Is that is that right? Can we expect a a, a new push to the the, the, the public repository of a, an updated version of Psycho? Absolutely. Uh, the, the, my work over the last year is almost uh, not published because that was uh, it wasn't wasn't sure what what to publish and what not, and uh, it, it was uh, f- for a company. Uh, uh, that now gave up on Psycho because they uh, changed their strategies. Primarily, they are going away from Python a bit. Uh, right. Okay. That's a, that's a shame. Yeah. Well, uh, there might be might have been some pressure. I don't know, but that means I can uh, push a huge amount of new code in, and it will be many right. new bugs and. <laughs> So, so you need people, once the new code goes in there, you need people to try it out and report the problems. Absolutely. But I, I guess you'll have a large code base to, to try it on at CCP. Yeah, there's, uh, there's a, lot of, a lot of things to, to, to test because uh, many uh, bugs don't show up with the standard library, but right. uh, use in, in production code, it gives some problems. And uh, I heard you might be looking at perhaps a new direction for the Stackless project, a new way, uh, a new way of doing Stackless, is that right? Yes, uh, I actually wanted to motivate uh, the CCP people to support that, but uh, uh, they are interested, but uh, not so much because uh, changing something that that works is not so interesting. (laughs) Uh, I have a new concept uh, that would be uh, even more versatile than the current uh, uh, of Stackless. I want to go away from patching uh, the source code of uh, Python. Uh, Right, So, so at the moment to use Stackless... You modify the source code, and then people have to use a basically a different Python runtime than the standard one. Exactly. So the, this is uh, it's not ha- not hard for somebody used to it, but uh, the average user who wants to try a module doesn't like to uh, exchange the, the kernel of his interpreter, right. especially yeah. Windows users. And uh, <laughs> I always was a bit jealous. Uh, uh, on the greenlets, which are a spin-off, uh, a, a tiny project uh, which uh, provide the basic switching cap- capability. Uh, not everything of Python, uh, of Psycho, ah, uh, <laughs> Schneiden. Uh, not everything of Stackless, but kernel technology is there, and that is an extension module. Right, right. So, uh, so it's, it's a bit easier for many people to, to, to get into, is the, even though it doesn't do as much as Stackless does. Yes, exactly. So uh, I would like to do the same in, in Stackless, but uh, without losing any features, which is a little bit harder, because uh, uh, Psycho has the advantage. Uh, it does not need any changes to, to the kernel, right. and that means is it's runs it runs unmaintained since 2002. Yep, yep. Stackless does a bit a little bit more, so it uh, wants to know uh, what kind of things it's switching, so it uh, will be uh, able to do garbage collection and. Uh, right, it, it's a bit more. Cl- it needs to know a bit more about um, the the the, uh, the C Python internals. It's a bit more closely integrated. Exactly, but uh, but uh, the internals will not be visible in, uh, through patching of of the source. Uh, I'm thinking of uh, I'm thinking of patching the uh, executable runtime right, and in, right. inserting uh, special code that uh, treats certain locations in the in the uh, interpreter differently. And so, so people wouldn't um, would run a normal Python until they import Stackless, and then 
they, they get all the features of Stackless available. Yes, and they would get even more because uh, um, when they have their own extension modules, uh, they uh, they know uh, how how their extension modules are built. Uh, they can build support for those by uh, providing a, a Python class that describes the extension module and how it has to be switched, oh, right, okay. and that will be done uh, uh, on an interpreter uh, on, uh, on an interpretive level uh, without having to code C. Wow, great! So, so other C extensions will be able to take advantage of Stackless more easily. Yes, and I wouldn't have to do it by hand. Right, <laughs> that sounds like a good reason. <laughs> yeah. So I guess it all depends on on time and what pro projects you have. But do you have any idea of how long that might take to do, or when it might happen? Well, uh, I call the project Stackless Light, although it's a bit of cheating. <laughs> uh, I would say it might take uh, three months or half a year uh, right, right. but probably first uh, comes the 64-bit port of Psycho oh so Psycho might go 64-bit there are a lot of there are a lot of people who'd be very happy if that happens yeah it will happen now I'm not sure yet uh, if it will be com completely open source in the first place or uh, if it should be should be held back, that's uh, in negotiations. Right. Uh, I expect it will be open source. Uh, um, it is the thing that is, that is most interesting for CCP games to have. Right. So right. I have to do that first. Well, it will certainly be a great thing for the Python community. Whilst we're waiting for Unladen Swallow to uh, to speed up Python, we we can use Psycho instead. Yeah, well, you were, um, there's one, there's Anna Swallow and there's uh, PyPy, uh, both interesting projects. Uh, where I have to say about Anna Swallow, it seems to be a wisely designed project because it does not make riskful undertakings like uh, Psycho's unreadable code. It's improving, but uh, it's nothing that you look at and say, wow, we integrate that in our source, source right. base. Right. You don't think Psycho is ready to be integrated into CPython then? Uh, no, nothing. Uh, never, <laughs> probably never, but uh, it will improve, but it is uh, right. a, a rather crazy project, and it needs some rather crazy clients. To uh, really jump on the bo jump on this boat, PyPy is still the thing I love the most, and um, I'm supporting it. And uh, I, I want to convince everybody that uh, even if you are using Psycho now, you will uh, in a few years, maybe one year, maybe three. I have no idea uh, with w which speed uh, they will improve. But the, the idea behind uh, PyPy is correct. It yep. is the thing yep. to do, but people always think uh, it is too far away, and they lean back and wait until it happens instead of uh, uh, investing money or something. Right. Well, the great thing was uh, that this year we got to see some real-world benchmarks with PyPy running substantial amounts of code, uh, code sort of from typical applications, and uh, in several of those cases running faster than CPython and even faster than Unladen Swallow. So we're finally getting, I, th I think the Python community is starting to get excited about it again. I think quite a few years ago the, the Python community was very excited and then there was this long gap while the work went very slowly. But I, th I think it's got to the point where, where people are seeing it's actually, it's actually happening. It's actually starting to live up to, to the promises it's made. Yeah, that's... Uh, that's an uh, interruption, uh, like a gap where... Uh, 
Papa was trying to to get things done that it had that it expected to to get uh, fast already, but. Uh, the just-in-time compiler was very hard to do right. I right. think they, I are, they are now at the fifth version, yep. and that's it. Uh, that shall be it. So uh, I, I guess the, they expected it to be three years earlier. Yeah. Yep. Unleavened Swallow uh, is a good thing, I think, because uh, it's based upon. Uh, known uh, technology and uh, uh, LVM to uh, c compile the code and it has no, no very ambitious uh, speed goals but they are reachable so it's something that can go in the standard and it's there's still enough uh, improvement possible to make a difference for PyPy or Psycho. Thank you very much Christian it's been great speaking to you. and It was a pleasure for me Thank you very much. And we'll see you on next uh, Europython. Yes, Europython in Birmingham in July. See you all there. See you. Thank you for listening to Hacker Public Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.